0: Hey, everybody. Clint Shamblin here, Locked on Bulldogs. John Garcia here recruiting talk today. And you know them recruits always get those views up. So stay tuned. We got lots and lots for you to check out. You are Locked on Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everybody, like I said, Clint Shamblin here, Locked On Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, as well as part of Locked On Atlanta. Uh, we support our Braves, which are right back here, as well as all Atlanta sports. John Garcia here today, talking recruiting. John, how you doing, brother? I'm doing well. Uh not as good as uh, Braves fans, but I'm doing well in general. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right, we'll we'll take it. Now, John, you're you're a Florida guy, is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm from Miami uh, down here right now, actually. So yes, I am a Marlins fan, but you know, we've had our day.
0: Uh, Hey, Jorge Soler is with you guys. So I I can't falter for that. That was a good pickup on y'all behalf. Uh, John is part of our recruiting insiders here for locked on podcast. We love having him on. If you haven't checked out last week's and the week before, John is going to be a staple with us as far as we can make him go, because this man's got a lot of insight, a lot of intel. And so, John, let's start there. If you, uh, really quick, if you want to hit that subscribe button to make sure that you keep on getting these news, subscribe. If you're listening to on any audio format, subscribe there. Five star rating and review, we will really appreciate you doing so. So, John, I want to start by talking about something Georgia fans um, aren't especially happy about, and that's Stacy Searles and the offensive line uh, recruiting. We had uh, Pittman who was, my gosh, beloved by Georgia all the way throughout, doing great work over at Archie now, uh, as well as uh, we had a coach leave because, hey, you know, life got really, really hectic for him and really crazy in the college ranks. Can't fault him for that. We bring Stacy Searles in. He was at UNC, and they had an all-time historic offense while he was there. Uh, maybe part of the reason is he was there. And a lot of Bulldog fans are, are wondering, can we recruit at the same level offensive linemen with Stacey now in the fold? What's your take as Stacey Searles as a recruiter?
1: Yeah, well, obviously hard to follow up Pittman and Matt Luke, as you mentioned. I mean, two of, of the best uh, in the country and, and guys who are well known in terms of their personality. I think that's where Searles maybe perceptionally doesn't hit the same note. So he's not known for this infectious personality publicly. Uh, but look, there's a reason Kirby Smart hired him. Uh, he's got a great track record. He's been everywhere, ACC, SCC. He knows what the desire is up front for Georgia. And and I think all the top targets are well in front of him, right? A lot of uncommitted top OTs in the country, a ton of officials uh, being set up for the month of June and beyond. We know Georgia is going to factor in with a lot of these guys. And a couple of linemen are already committed uh, at this point uh, with Bo Hewley as well as Rakeez McElderry. So I do think that it's a good situation he inherited, of course, being a part of the national championship defense uh, you know, staff, uh, but there's also a lot still ahead of him. So if, if there is a little bit of an early, I don't want to say panic because look, man, you just won the Natty, recruiting's going to be fine. But if there is any hint of that, it should be quelled to a degree uh, because everything's still in front of, of this O-line class that Georgia wants to build.
0: Yeah. I think that's really important. The guys, we already got Bo, as you mentioned, Georgia guy himself, six seven two ninety somewhere around that four-star kid, seventh at the position, 64th nationally, according to 24 seven, he's, he's highly rated. He's a Georgia guy. He's a, he's a big old hoss offensive tackle. He's already in, right? So that's, that's the foundational level. And like you said, uh, a lot of these guys are still out there. Do you have one in particular that Georgia? I don't want to say a must get, but if we got this kid in the fold, it would really, really bump Stacey's up in the eye of Georgia fans to say, okay, maybe, maybe we shouldn't have pressed so hard on him. <laughs>
1: How about a guy he was recruiting before he even came to Georgia? You know, Samson Lola, one of the top offensive tackles in the country. There's some buzz that he has is, is been watching a lot of Georgia stuff. Grew up a bit of a fan as he started to fall in love with football as well. So good timing there. And he's a kid that, that again, like we just talked about, nowhere near close to ending the process. He just took an unofficial visit to Oregon, has taken zero official visits. We do know he wants to take a few in the month of June. And Georgia, if I had to bet, would get one of those trips. Uh, could get one in the fall as well. Um, and, and I think he could be OT1 in this entire class when all is said and done. So being a major player for Lola, who's from Massachusetts, by the way, being a major player for him, uh, I think is a big deal. We've seen UGA in years past go way outside of the footprint mm-hmm. for top offensive linemen. Uh, I think what Xavier Truss is from like Connecticut or Massachusetts yep. in particular, so going back into that area it should not be too surprising for UGA, um, uh, and I think that's going to be a common theme. There are some in-state and local recruits that are going to be factors in the O-line recruiting, but largely... You're going to Texas, you're going to Iowa, you're going up to Massachusetts, New Jersey with the Boston's kid, uh, who's going to take an official in June as well, by the way. Um, I think is going to be in that conversation. And again, I expect him to take an official to Georgia before all is said and done. And a lot of people think Georgia is in the best position right now. Uh, Bama just offered, so maybe that's just another smart versus saving battle down the line. But as things stand right now, I think they're going to be fine at OT. And for me, it starts with Lola
0: uh that's a great one okalola it, look he's from the northeast yeah many dog fans will think of uh, that pipeline I'll, I'll call it because we've got swift a beloved dog from philly uh, isaiah wilson uh, another guy from new york and that Fran brown just got hired on the coaching staff and he's got roots up in the northeast and all, everybody looked at that higher and was like whoa whoa kirby what's this kid doing no kirby's again playing chess over here with recruiting getting the footprint that's outside of it and so i love hearing that i got a good shot at him and if that's the case i mean Uh, Again, racking another all-time great left tackle recruit for UGA, and and Stacey's on the trail. I have no fear in that. I think he's a great coach, and plus, in my assessment, every every single time somebody says, uh, "Well, hey, can he can he recruit?" I always stop and go, "Guys, we got Kirby Smart back here. Like that's the main (laughs) recruiter." And Stacey wouldn't wouldn't be hired. Yeah, he wouldn't be hired if he couldn't recruit. Come on, y'all. Let's let's get real with it. Uh, hey, we're going to come back with John. Ask some wide receiver questions. But first, we'll let you about Rock Auto. Rock Auto is the best place to get every single car part your car will ever need. That's foreign or domestic. That's interior, exterior. That's performance, transmission, motor. Whatever you need, Rock Auto has the part for you. Right now, head over there in the How Did You Hear About Us section at rockauto.com. Put in Locked On. It lets them know we sent you. It helps us. It helps you because you're going to get the most reliably low-priced car part for your car straight to your door you don't got to go into any walmart and fear getting shanked in the middle of the night at a 1 a.m don't do that stay away from it i've been there you've been there nobody wants that business rockauto.com is your place to go to get reliably low prices every single part your car will ever need that's rockauto.com John, wide receivers, as this offense, I'm I'm hearing, again, a lot of chatter from people coming uh, into the offseason about Stetson being quarterback again, about the wide receivers. I just got done talking to some Alabama fan that was talking about the best wide receiver on Georgia becoming part of Alabama. I had to inform him that Burton was probably the third best receiver on our team last year after AD and after Brock Bowers. Uh, But I digress because receivers are a point of emphasis going forward in this Todd Munkin offense. So what news do you have for us on wide receivers and UGA cycle that's coming up? Yeah, I think,
1: you know, another one, just like OT, where the foundation is solid, right? Raymond Contrell was a flip from the Florida yeah. Gators. Big physical, Riley Ridley type of receiver. Pierce Spurlin is a unicorn 6'6 mm. receiver tight end hybrid that will continue this ridiculous tight end pipeline. That Georgia has built. Uh, And then, like we said with OT, I think you're going to go out of state for the rest of the hall here. Uh, A lot of them are going to line up visits to UGA as well. One of the newer targets, Aiden Williams, is a kid that I think is is paramount for Georgia to stay in the race with. He's he's a Mississippi kid. Ole Miss wants him. Georgia's going to have to really push against the grain uh, to get him back on campus. Oklahoma involved there as well. I do think Mm -hmm. UGA stays in the race and has a hat on the table all the way through tyler williams is maybe the most uh, fast rising receiver up the rankings from down in lakeland florida we know uga has done whatever it's wanted in the state of florida and and tyler williams would be the next feather in the cap there six four former basketball player who's really developed he looks like closer to six five right now so you think of him and pierce sperlin in the same class Mm. and that could be freaky but tyler's really going slow with the process no official visits taken just yet, but Georgia, again, going to stay in the thick of this race. will get an official before all is said and done probably during the season because it looks like Tyler wants to take the entirety of the process before he makes his call. So that would be a big wide receiver kid out of California. Rico Flores is another one who's going to take an official to Georgia. He's visiting in June committing, I believe the first week of July. So, there's been a lot of question marks like where's Georgia on the board for Rico, as opposed to how Rico feels about Georgia. So if, if this off season continues and, and Rico begins to impress a little bit more and Georgia starts to push for his commitment, I do think they could factor in. He's, he's only down to three schools. So it's one of the three, uh, I think Notre Dame's, maybe the favorite as we speak. But again, we've seen Georgia push and close for prospects uh, seemingly at will at times. So I do think that Rico's an interesting kid to get on campus in June right before his verbal commitment. So he's another one to keep an eye on as well. So different style of wide receivers among those that are still available. And and again, just like OT recruiting, a lot of it is still well in front of the Bulldogs. And and I think they'll counter that with smaller, speedier guys. Maybe Andy Jean is one to keep an eye on, a Miami kid, just decommitted from Miami, uh, Florida, Georgia. That could be the battle with him down the line. So I do think that there's a lot of, in front of, of UGA in terms of the receiver position. And, but again, you've got that foundation as well. So I think it's it's definitely looking up. Everyone knows it's a priority. And obviously, if we know, the recruits know. And that usually works itself out.
0: Yeah, those guys that you listed, Rico um, out of Folsom in California, another West Coast kid. We've had a couple of success going down the Valley of California. Milton being the most uh, recent one, but not the only one, certainly. Robertson before that coming back from Cal to Georgia um, didn't have the career we hoped he had. Uh, Brock Bowers again on Napa. Like, you Napa. know, this this yeah. no-name guy, Folsom, California is rising the list. Uh, that's actually really close to where I grew up. And so I know they've become a footprint on the national level now. But these these guys you're talking about, even Raymond, uh, they're taller, bigger, they're not the Arian Smith, right? A couple cycles ago it was clear and evident. Kirby wanted that guy that could just do the go route and burn past everybody and we got him. And now all of a sudden, six two, six three, six five, some kids out here, basketball players that you want to go up and and kind of that Eric Gilbert type mold, that, that Sperling, that Brock Bowers we're like, oh, wait, we don't got to get a kid who's 5'11", 180 to really burn people over the top. We can just throw the ball up and see what the heck happens. Uh, it seems to be this philosophical shift that's happening. Um, and, and I have all belief in the world that Todd Monk and the offensive side of the ball is not going to let these guys slip through. It feels to me like two out of those three. And then, yeah, I like what you said maybe supplant that with a speed guy, an Arian Smith type track star. That That's certainly going to be the case down there. Uh, and, and it is really interesting. You said it earlier, and I've noticed this more and more because I've noticed Florida fam, they're not chirping as much. Because yeah, when we <laughs> lock on to a Florida kid, I, I don't see Florida on that same level, on the same list as us more often. Um, is Florida really now... Kirby territory, and everybody else is just fighting for scraps at this point?
1: Look, I mean, I don't think it's that simple, but look, I mean, the whole issue with the schools in the state of Florida has been programs like Georgia, like Ohio State, Bama, Clemson, AM, that have just come in there and plucked elite player after elite player. Uh, so certainly, you know, Florida, Miami, Florida State fans, when they do see that Georgia logo or that Bama logo, that they, they they tense up a little bit because it's just been so consistent. And if you look at the success, I mean, my gosh, James Cook, Jalen Carter. I mean, the list is is relevant recently. And if you go back prior, there's a ton of, of Floridians that have done incredibly well up at UGA. So, yeah, it, it is something for them to be worried about. Um, and, and like I said, some of the two of the, the names we listed, I mean, Sperlin. Sperlin and Cottrell are Floridians that are already committed, right? Tyler Williams is from Lakeland, which used to be a, a Gators pipeline, right? That's right. All those, those Urban Meyer teams lived in Lakeland. The Pouncey Twins come from there. Um, I think Chris Rainey came from there. I mean, a ton of Gators have come through Lakeland High School, but right now I would venture to say he's more likely to leave the state of Florida. And than Andy Jean – is a Miami guy, Miami Northwestern guy, a rival to Miami Central where James Cook went. Um, I believe, uh, I can't think of the corner uh, who played for the Giants. He was from Miami Northwestern before he went to Georgia, uh, before he got into some trouble. Uh, so look, Georgia's been able to, to go into Florida and you know they've got two receivers committed from there right now and they're targeting at least two more uh, for, from that footprint. Uh, you could even throw Carnell Tate in there. I know he had an official visit set. It got canceled. Um until he commits, though, you just never know. And there's been some fluctuation as to when he might make a decision. So if you're a Bulldog fan looking at the IMG receiver, you're like, hey, take your time, big fella. And if you commit later in the process, maybe Georgia gets back into that conversation. So look, this, regardless of how it shakes out, the state of Florida will be critical in Georgia's wide receiver hall for this cycle. And they've already got two of them committed.
0: Yeah, DeAndre Baker, again, that that pipeline from Florida and a bunch of other guys that just keep on coming through. I think it is this narrative that that we need to understand Georgia fans need to understand is we like keeping the borders of Georgia. And I tried to explain this. I'm not a Georgia native. And I tried to explain this to Georgia fans. And they didn't like it so much when I tried to explain it to say, look, yeah, keep the fence on Georgia. That's fine. And well, we got some of the top talent per capita. But go pluck these top five star, four star kids because Miami, like, just just think about it. Look at all. If you if I was to list out all these wide receivers of the past five years that have done things in the NFL, in college football, you said Ohio State. Go look at look at these guys, Oklahoma. Just my goodness is right. These guys are out of this world. And if you can go pluck them, go pluck them. And that's exactly what we've done. Um, so I love love hearing that. We're gonna come back and talk one more. We're gonna talk about a couple dark horses that UGA needs to keep their eyes on. But first I we'll want let you show know about bet online. Bet online is your sports book experts. Daniel and I, who's my co-host not here today with me, we put our hard earned money at bet online when we do over unders when we went to the draft and I put some coin down on Trayvon Walker to be number one pick overall and that cash and it looks like that's doing well for me and'll continue to do well because bet online is safe, it is reliable. They have fast deposits, fast withdrawals. They have over unders, season win totals are starting to come out. First line of the of, uh, first game lines are already out, and boy, howdy! I'll tell you what, right now, go get Utah pick them against Florida, because my word, lay coin on that. And Daniel and I go to Bet Online for all of our sports book official betting, and they are the official partner of Locked On Bulldogs as well as Locked On Podcast. Bet Online, your sports book experts. All right, John, last topic. I want to know, every single year Kirby comes into recruiting, and every single year uh, it started with George Pickens, really, for me, is when Kirby just said, before uh, everything was wrapped up, he said, I want him and I'm going to go get him, and he plucked him out right at the end and flipped a kid. Who are some dark horses that we should be keeping our eye on some names that are starting to pop up for us right now. We already know of them. They're not, they're not an incredible uh, new thing for us. Guys like uh, Troy Bowles. Uh, we know him linebacker. He's going to be uh, very high on Georgia's list. So that's not really a dark horse for us, even though he's not committed and ongoing, but who are people, who are kids that we should keep our eye out on as the cycle goes that Kirby could just say, Nope, I want them and goes and gets them.
1: Look, I mean, I, I was in the state of Alabama covering recruiting when when Pickens flipped to UGA. That was a, as big of a surprise as I've covered uh, in, in the recruiting process. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's always prospects that Georgia keeps warm and then pushes for at the 11th hour. I mentioned earlier, I think Rico Flores is, is an interesting dark horse because right now he's not pegged very highly to UGA. But as that opinion changes from Georgia's perspective, I do think that's one that could begin to shift a little bit if UGA does uh, elect to push with the Folsom native. Uh, And I'll go back to Pickens' home state. I'll go back to the state of Alabama. You you talked about going into Florida and and plucking elite prospects. You got to do it across the way West on I-20 in Alabama as well. And and you saw it with George Pickens. You've seen it consistently. Monty Rice is a great Alabamian Mm -hmm. who played at UGA. I think you're going to have to factor into some of these elite recruits in the state of Alabama because it's loaded on defense in particular. In the in the class of 2023, uh, and even up front, you know, I think Tamarian Parker from Central Phoenix City is a guy. Again, I know I've talked about him on the show. I keep hearing a lot of Georgia buzz coming out of of his conversation, and that's a big deal because he's a kid that both Alabama and Auburn desperately want to keep within state lines. I think Georgia's going to factor into the Carver Montgomery duo of James Smith and. Uh, Quay Rousseau uh, I think they could pull one or maybe both of them as they would look to play together um, at the next level those are guys to keep an eye on uh, as well and then I think you know Tony Mitchell he's one that's going to mm-hmm. take his time with the process long, long time commit to, or long ago commitment to Tennessee uh, after that point I was being told it was Alabama's race to lose and then it shifted to Texas A&M and now I'm hearing more you know watch out for Georgia and Florida kind of at the last minute here so his recruitment has had some ebb and flow to it if it breaks the right way he could be the next great you know Georgia pull from the state of Alabama head to head with with Nick Saban just like it's a big deal when the Will Andersons of the world go do the opposite it's it's a big deal when when Kirby goes into to Alabama and pulls an elite prospect so that back and forth is always fun to look at and and I think Bama's classes are higher in terms of the prospects in the state this year relative to most years. So you know Georgia's going to splash. It's just a matter of of when and who.
0: You know what? All those names that you listed, that Rousseau, he, he stands out to me. I don't know something about how he plays when I watch him on film. And you're right. It's going to be this neck and neck because guys like sticking together. Guys like playing together. They're kind of package deals. A lot of this wide receiver, why Georgia fans are all about the wide receivers, is because we know in the back of our head we're looking at Arch Manning, right? And we know he's got to have <laughs> weapons coming in. And we keep on hearing that. I don't think Arch Manning cares who comes with him, to be perfectly honest. He doesn't strike me as the kid that really cares. He's going to ball no matter where he goes, so whatever. That's just my personal opinion. But this Rousseau kid out of Alabama, they want to play together. They have friends. But also, man, you can start getting like – you know, 10 of these kids from in state now, just maybe again, you mentioned Anderson going over the border. You mentioned a couple of kids, Monty Rice going. all of a sudden, if we take one of those and, and it only takes one, Monty Rice was one of my favorite inside linebackers. He was the surest tackler I've ever seen. Not the most athletic, but man, such a sure tackler. You could have on the edge who can do that same thing. And that's where everything flips. Um, and, and I think that's really, really important to look out. So uh, Georgia fans, Look out for Alabama natives, and and don't mess with Kirby Copper. It, He's gonna it's get gonna happen.
1: It's it's gonna happen. It's just a matter of
0: who, right? It's gonna happen. See, that's what's so fun. It's like you know what's behind door number three. You know, it's like, oh man, which door do I want? Because you're right. It it feels inevitable. And and truth be told, I mean. I'll it would be stupid for me to sit here and say all the guys we got on our commit list won't flip. It's, gonna, it's inevitable that it goes the other way as well, and I'm fine with that yeah. at the end of the day. I know this is how the game works, um, but yeah, I, I got my eye on that Rousseau kid. He, he, he kind of gets the blood pumping for me a little bit. All right, last thing before we go, Arch Manning, any update? He has three officials. Georgia gets the first official. Any news that we should know about?
1: Look, I mean, it's the same three schools, but one of them got a commitment today, right? Eli Holstein drops for Alabama. Uh, Huge news in in the quarterback domino world that is uh, recruiting. Uh, Now, look, is Arch Manning worried about another kid from Louisiana at the position? Probably not. But Alabama taking the commitment tells you, I think, a lot about where they might feel like they are in, in the pecking order for Arch Manning. Now, they could take two quarterbacks. They did it with with Tua and Matt Jones back in the day. It's possible, but at this high a level, it's just not something you see. So conventional wisdom tells us Arch is going somewhere where there are zero quarterback commitments, and there's only Mm -hmm. two officials set to those kind of programs right now, Georgia and Texas, the same two schools we have heard the most buzz for over the long stretch of time. And, And right now I can't really envision Manning picking any school other than, you know, the defending national champs or uh, or Steve Sarkeesian's program uh, out over at Texas. You know, join, yep. join the reigning champs and continue the pipeline or try to finally bring Texas back. There's appeal on both sides of that. Anybody talking NIL or other stuff, they got money. He's going to get NIL regardless. I mean, I'm yep. over that part of the conversation. But when one of the schools in the mix takes a commit, that does perk my ears up. So that's good news for Georgia in and of itself.
0: Yeah and and you know you hear message boards and rumor boards and you don't really do uh, I don't pay a lot of attention to it but I remember back uh, when this all began Alabama made a comment somewhere along the lines that we're not going to take a quarterback until Arch Manning's decision is done then we'll focus. Well all of a sudden they focus on another quarterback. To me that means they believe it's a done deal on their end. now again just like you said Arch Manning is a, an alpha dude. He don't care who's on the roster. He's going to go where he wants to go. But Yes. Well said. It tells me more about Alabama's frame of reference, not Arches frame of reference. And that is great news. Uh, and I like the simplicity that you boiled that down to either elevate Texas or continue Georgia. Um, that because Austin and Athens, I mean, everybody likes a classic city. I understand, but man, Austin's a pretty cool city too. And, and Arches <laughs> said he wants a cool city. All right. So, so we got a lot of similarities. I think it does come down to that. John Garcia. Thanks for joining us, brother. Appreciate it. Mark. You want to plug anything that you're doing?
1: Well, look, uh, we're talking quarterbacks every day at SI. I I wrote about two emerging quarterbacks that are going to factor in to the big national dominoes, and I'm going to reset those dominoes now that Holstein's off the board to Alabama. So we'll have a lot of Arts Georgia talk uh, on Wednesday. So check it out, SI.com.
0: Go to SI.com, follow John Garcia on Twitter. We appreciate it, brother. Thank you so much. This has been Locked On Bulldogs, part of the Locked On podcast, your team every day. We'll see you guys tomorrow.